Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are we doing? Uh, doing good. Um, I think we'll just just go straight into yeah. The news. We, there's, there's been a few bits of news that we want to talk about, but I think the the first one a, a sad a sad note really. Yeah. Um, the founder of Chaos uh, Chaosium Inc, uh, Greg Stafford, has sadly passed away. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Greg, he, responsible for loads of games. I think I think the most famous one that he directly designed would be RuneQuest. RuneQuest, um, King Arthur Pendragon, that's another quite well-known one. Yeah. And, of course, the, the company that he founded, Chaosium, uh, is most well-known for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing yeah. game as well. So well, that, I mean, that's up there as, as one of the... Like, out, the most influential, D&D, yeah. It's the, it's up there. It's one of the big great RPGs. So. And you know he uh, he has been uh, doing this thing since 1975. So he is one of the originals. So yeah. um, Greg will be sl- sadly missed yeah. uh, by fans and our thoughts uh, with him and his uh, with his family. Yeah, bit of, bit of a sad note to start on, but it's sad to say goodbye to anyone in the industry. But you know, guys. celebrate what they've achieved. Yeah, yeah. One one of the greats. I, I was not, I, I'll admit, overly familiar with his work, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think anyone can refute um, his legacy. Exactly. So, uh, a sad note to start on, but what else has been happening in uh, the, the news this week? So, on on a lighter note, um, PlayFusion mm-hmm. have announced the next cycle for Age of Sigmar Champions. Yeah. So, it, it puts paid... Um, to any fears that that people were expressing about the 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 pace mm-hmm. of of releases for the game, have they have they confirmed the date yet? Late November. Okay. Is so that's quite soon actually. Yeah, it's like all that that's I've heard. sooner than I was anticipating. Anyway. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's right in time for Christmas. Yeah, it Bo- makes sense. <laughs> booster packs into stockings. Yeah. Yeah. The. They've teased a couple of things mm-hmm. for Onslaught. The the first is the art for the 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 booster packs. Yeah, it looks really cool. Who is it? <laughs> it is for for anyone that doesn't know the fluff. The yes. fluff fans of Age yes, of Sigmar. Yeah, it is Lady Olinder, mm-hmm. who is a new Night Haunt character. Yeah, she was introduced back in June, July, when they released the new miniatures. Yeah. So. And she's she's pretty scary looking. It's like um, I guess if you took like Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol, <laughs> Miss Haversham from Great Expectations, and then and just blend it into some sort yeah. of nightmare. Yeah, there we go. 
delightful. Yeah. And that's, so that's what's going to be staring at you each time you, you purchase a, an onslaught booster. So you, yeah. you'll probably want to open it fairly quickly. Yeah, she's pretty... I mean, she, she looks amazing, but terrifying at the yeah. same time. You know, like the, she's got the veil... Mm. So, you, so you can't see her face yeah and uh you know she's all covered in like briars and roses and she's wearing the bedraggled wedding dress yeah well i say wedding dress that's what it looks like yeah it's like a white gown anyway very creepy mm-hmm. uh and i think the only other thing that they've spoiled uh, so far there's a new symbol that's going to be on the cards yeah it's I I, th- I, th- I think we're, we're just going to tell our listeners who are interested. Just check out their Twitter feed because yeah. that's that's where it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend five minutes of the podcast trying to describe what this symbol looks like. So to me, the, this is just a shot in the dark. But I'm thinking unaligned blessings. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's an idea. So. We'll find out in good time. C- certainly, it would make sense because I, I think I, w- I was saying to you just before we mm. started recording that outside of the destruction faction, which we're not going to get into that just now, <laughs> but out- outside of the destruction faction, I think one of the things for me in the game that's felt quite askew is the the balance of power as far as blessings go. Yeah, there's some that are bonkers good. So. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think as far as blessings go, I I think the order ones in particular. Are a little bit lackluster. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd never play as the order guys. Yeah. So. But I mean, like the well, death's a great example. That supernatural horror. I mean, that's pretty much. Oh, the one that that makes all opponent units dormant. It's like skip, yeah, that's skip great. four turns. That's basically. great. I love it. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Uh, so, any any other hopes for the new set? I would really like them to do. Some fire slayers. <laughs> you surprise me, Mister Porter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would like to. I mean, it'd be nice if they had that, but I think it would be nice to see some new sub factions in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not just more goblins and skeletons and stuff like that. I'm sure that's got to be on their radar, right? So, um, watch this space, and we will uh, give you the give you the updates as and when they come. Yeah, um, and I think finally we wanted to talk. We've about... got, we, I've remembered there's another piece of news. All oh, right, okay. So I'll quickly slip this one in there. We have a release date for Keyforge. Yes, excellent. When's it coming out? November fifteenth. There we go again in time for Christmas. Yep. Funny lots, that. Lots sooner than we thought as well. So um, hopefully we'll give that one a, a bash. Yeah. In due um, course. Card game by Richard Garfield. Um, I'm sold. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll pick that up shortly. At, this, at the same time, though, every d- designer I think is entitled to a stinker. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, for, I've heard good things though. As have I, I. I have heard good things. But I also heard good things about the next game we're about to talk about, and we all know how I feel about that. So fuck of love. Yeah. 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 Um, they're releasing an expansion. Yeah, or they, uh, they, have, they have a. So there's a couple things. First of all, um, for the the new print run, they're they're doing a couple of uh, alternate box art. Sure. Um, variants. Uh, well, so one of them's going to have two dudes in the front. One's going to have two girls. Sure. So sort of L- LGBTQ celebration, as they call it. But as you say, they they have a, a another expansion in the works um, that they refer to as 
a queer expansion. Okay, so the this these are cards that are more uh, designed for uh, you know an LGBT uh, relationship. Yeah, the uh, I I believe that's the idea. Okay. Um, personally, I'm a little bit confused by this because one of the the things that that Fog of Love was quite widely praised for was um, the fact that it was a fairly blank canvas. Yeah, I I, I think I, I remember um, the designer when uh, when he was being asked about this actually explicitly said we tr- tried to keep all the sort of events and cards as neutral as possible so that it could apply to same sex couples. Yeah. Um, certainly the uh, part, the card uh, templates as yeah. well are double sided. So uh, the uh, the exception being having a baby. Well, even then, right? You know, same sex couples can adopt, have surrogates. So, yeah. um, it's not nothing, so that, nothing to yeah. stop a you know someone in a, a gay relationship from surprising someone with a pregnancy as well. Yeah, so, Fog loves all about the drama. Right? Yeah, so so I don't know, like. Um, Obvious. Uh, what's reaction been to this? Almost overwhelmingly positive. Good. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Well, this is the thing, right? Is it's Nick, Nikki Valens has been brought on board to design this. You know, she worked on the the new edition of Arkham Horror, mm-hmm. uh, Legacy of Dragonhold, uh, amongst a bunch of other things. A very prolific designer. Just recently left Fantasy Flight and is working freelance. Sure. Um, she said that when she played Fog of Love, that that she felt that, that there were some things that rankled with her. So, um, you know, like like you said before, that's maybe something we're a little bit blind to, mm-hmm. being two super macho hetero dudes. Yeah, fist bump. I I can like, I can. No, nah, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but in in, in all seriousness, yeah. though, uh, it. Just yeah, exactly. Just because yeah. we didn't, uh, that wasn't something that we considered, doesn't mean it. It's not a thing. Yeah. And clearly, if Nikki felt that way, then surely honest. other people have felt that way. Yeah. And this is this has got to be a welcome addition to yeah. the um uh you know to the game. I I I do have an idea for an expansion. Okay. Um, this expansion actually adds a coherent story <laughs> to the game. <laughs> We all know how you feel. Yeah, we so, all know how well, you feel. Well, there's, it's one of these things. I just think, oh, okay, right. Best of luck to them because, in two counts, first of all, this expansion isn't designed for me in Fog of Love, and I don't even like the game. So, well, yeah, <laughs> that that's the, the yeah. that I think that's the more important part. I was going to say there's nothing necessarily stopping you know someone heterosexual enjoying this camp uh, this expansion mm-hmm. um and of course uh the internet uh it has been largely positive but as with any of these things there's some ridiculous comment and i think the 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 belter for me has to be the the guy who is outraged with and by the way when you're starting a sentence with oh what's next that's a couple of rungs below starting a <laughs> sentence with I'm not racist, but yeah. <laughs> like, what's next? An incest expansion, and you're just you're just you're just reading that, thinking. Do you know what? There was a couple of incest comments, and I was like, "Where's how, this coming? How, from? How, how is that in any way, shape, or form a parallel?" 
Do you think it was that? It was that sort of hopeful way. Like, what's next? An incense expansion. Is this the guy? Is this the guy who's watching all these? I I hear on certain illicit websites that there's a craze of stepmother stepson. Do you think this guy's? He's responsible for that boom. Well, the someone has instigated the boom, right? And and there's cer- there's certainly a demand for it. Perhaps in the interest of representation, Fogolov needs to 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 consider an, an incest. I can, I can, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do this. What are people uh, thinking? Like I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, for any updates on uh, on the incest <laughs> expansion for Fog and Love, uh, we will keep you informed. Uh, how much of this do you reckon Charlotte will cut out? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Well, let's wait and see. She, she might just leave it all in and, and go like make them answer for the stupid shit that they say. Yeah. We deserve it. Yeah. So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I think that covers off um, all the, the sort of news that we wanted to discuss. So, uh, what have we been up to since uh, since you last heard our dulcet tones? Well, we we last spoke about my first um, foray into the Night Vault. Yes, uh, we spoke about you having a, a bash at it as well with yeah. the, with the new war bands. So, one of the things we've since tried out is seeing how. Uh, spell casting warband fares against one of the, sort of the original ones melee centric Shadespire yeah. warbands so I uh, I dusted off the old skeletons yep and got absolutely caned yep <laughs> it started off so well for me it yeah, started it's... off like I managed to kill your leader yeah like pretty quickly as yep. well uh, which got you down to two people and then it just kind of felt like they just went like right Crack knuckles, and like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and so, then just absolutely annihilated everyone in my warband. Yep, pretty nasty. The well, the, this is where um, I feel like the the curse breakers differ quite drastically from um, warbands with similar um, mm-hmm. strength, like the the orcs. And the the chosen axes, where they're maybe a little bit more dependent on their leader. Mm-hmm. The curse breakers are three very good fighters. Yeah, the, the, there's no. Um, the, don't get me wrong; the leader uh, is exceptionally good. Yeah, but uh, the other two are very nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, like when when they get inspired, each of them have got three dice looking for hammers. <sighs> Uh, one of them's get knocked back one, the other one's get cleave. Yeah. So between the two of them, you get a couple of upgrades on them. The they can handle most stuff mm-hmm. in the game. Um, and I think so. But by the end of it, you, you had three positioners left. It was, I just conceded at that point. Yeah. Um, you, you're not achieving anything when that's all you've got left in with the undead yeah. warband. To be fair though, right, despite getting absolutely annihilated I, I don't think magic is unbalanced in this no I think um, I I think I made some tactical errors basically and I think we both have, did yeah I, 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 I think I should have been a bit more conservative or a bit more wary 
uh, of your guys, and just things didn't just quite line up for me. So uh, the, the um, I think one of the things that that tripped you up a couple of times was that the um, the curse breakers have a really nasty upgrade that's available to Rastus and Amis, mm-hmm. uh, the lightning whip. Yeah, that that dealing that extra one point of damage uh, actually uh, is enough to kill most people in one shot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's one of these things. I think even though people know it's there, I think going forward people are going to forget about it. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're going to be like, oh he's fine. He's got five wins. The cards Dre yeah. forgot about Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but be, being able to because she, she does 3 damage mm. on her attack so that lightning whip's going to finish off most things in the game yeah I don't think there's many things with 5 wounds as basic Gur- anything? Gurzag, Gurzag and fuel yeah. uh, fuel when he's inspired yeah so, so. That, like you say there's not a lot I, th- I think possibly Magor mm-hmm. is a 5 wound um but that because all the stormcast are four wounds. Yeah, so um, I'm, well, I am. I'm. I'm still looking forward to um, trying it more. There, there, there are a few changes I do want to my, make to my deck now. Uh, I think specifically the the one that I clocked pretty quickly was Ploymaster and uh, Jewel of Wits. Jewel of Wits get a lot worse now that some people some warbands are just packing significantly less. Ploys and more spells. I I think you're good. I think that's going to be a standard with a lot of the new war bands. Mm. Is that they're probably going to have five or less. Yeah. So both of those cards get significantly worse. Uh, so I'll have to have a look and see how uh, how I adjust to that. But uh, that's fine. And uh, as of um, as of this going live, I will have picked up the two new war bands. Yeah. The- the gobos, the, the gobos look amazing. Uh, Zarbags gets, and the eyes of the nine. <laughs> so, looking forward to seeing how they both play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see some of the new universal cards. Yeah, as well, because the I think I think it's about sixty cards in each pack, something like that. So it's yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a fair amount. So yeah, uh, looking forward to sinking our teeth further into the night vault. Yeah. Uh, in terms of other things that we've been up to, uh, I, um, yeah, I, I've been playing a lot more Magic. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Magic Arena. Um, Just the draft, right? Well, no, it, it's standard as well. Uh, and okay. I, this is it. I've, I've, I've managed to build myself a new standard deck, uh, which I'm gonna write a little article about as well. Oh, lovely. Uh, I did steal the list off someone else though. Sorry, okay. Ben. Yeah, yeah. I, I am slightly disgusted with you, but Are you disappointed? No, disgusted. Disgusted, right? Okay. Well, I'll I'll remain being a filthy net decker and <laughs> letting better players come up with yeah. do do that bit of the the work for me. Um, but it's it's a blue black control list which I'm having an awful lot of fun with. The new set uh, Guilds of Ravnica is pretty nice yeah so been enjoying that um arena's really starting to pick up in popularity now uh okay. it's consistently getting into the the top page of um twitch which is that's good something yeah. given that um 
given that you know some of those games are getting a ridiculous amount of views so it actually looks as though um, it's on course to threaten Hearthstone well so this this knowledge comes with a couple of little caveats right one uh, it's known that uh, basically Wizards of the Coast put um, what's called I believe it's called a bounty for um, Twitch streamers so basically they will pay you to stream it uh, and if you depending on what your viewer numbers are depends on how much they pay you so yeah. uh, one of the one of the magic players that I watch quite a lot Jeff Hoagland um, he he confirmed I think it, he did two streams that were on the bounty and uh, he got something like a thousand dollars for it so that's all right part of this popularity recently has been paid for but that's okay. fine that's part of a marketing campaign nowadays, right? Yeah, and the thing is, to be fair, at least they're being transparent about that. Well, Je- Jeff Hoagland's being transparent about it. I don't yeah. know if some because this is—I th- I think this is the thing that's caused this uh, jump in popularity—is it's not just the guys who were playing Magic: The Gathering online. Yeah, these are other you know, Hearthstone players, uh, other Twitch streamers uh, that but are it, much this, bigger channels. But this has been it a go. Um, this has been a problem. Particularly in the video games industry, is people not disclosing things they're getting paid for, and they really should. <laughs> and there, there are a lot of things that, that I watched um, over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I don't have any means to prove it, but there's things where people were not disclosing anything. But I am almost certain, certain they were being paid to yeah. be very positive about the game. Yeah. Um. And incidentally, Jeff. Uh, has since uh, he's doing all of his standard uh, content using Magic Arena rather than Magic Online. Uh, most of the stuff he does is modern, so he's still using that most of the time. But he's been largely positive about yeah. uh, about Magic: The Gathering Arena, and I do agree with him. It's um, it, it, if you already know how to uh, play the game, yeah. it's great. It's great to learn the basics of the game. In fact. Um, I was just watching before I came over here. Um, Talarian Community College. The professor did a little video about the eight things that needs to improve um, about the Magic Arena. And what what was on that list? Better tutorial. Do you feel vindicated? I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like not just the tutorial itself, but I feel like there there needs to be a, a better process. Yeah, for introducing people to the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, specifically what the professor said was, um, you know, keep the tutorial going. The initial tutorial exactly. is great, yeah. and you you said that as well. It teaches you all the basics of the game, but then they just kind of throw you out. Yeah, that's like welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get re- get ready to get absolutely pummeled by some competitive standard decks. Yeah. Um, but that's that's another thing that uh, they could do with improving on. Uh, have you know have a just a, a play style that is casual, or yeah. you know just just the intro decks or something like that, mm. just so you, you're not getting pummeled by the more experienced players yeah. as soon as you get in. Um, another couple of things as well. Um, the in-game economy is a bit off. Okay, there's something. It, it's little annoying things, right? I, Bear with me when I go uh, do, say this right. Okay. 
Do you ever watch the film Father of the Bride? Uh, I th- Steve I think... Martin when he was funny. Right. Like... No, I I know the film you're talking about, but I I think that I would have been that of that age, like where my parents would watch it, and I'd be like, "This is boring." Right. When are they going to start fighting? Okay. <laughs> Incidentally, never in that film. Yeah. But, Incidentally, but... also my perception of entertainment hasn't really changed that much. <laughs> There is a scene in Father of the Bride where Steve um, Steve Martin's yeah. character effectively the straw breaks the camel's back, right? Yeah, he, and the, that particular it. straw is the hot dog problem, right? Why do they sell tins of eight hot dogs but only give you a pack of six buns, right? You've got two extra hot dogs. But that you can't buy just two buns on by its own, right? Uh-huh. And this is the problem, right? You have to buy the in-game currency gems, right? Mm-hmm. And they come in set denominations. But the smallest set denomination that you can buy it in doesn't get you anything. It doesn't get you anything. It is completely useless. It's not. It's not even like a marketing thing. It's you so, could just ignore it altogether. Yeah. You need 100 extra gems to buy some booster packs with it. And it doesn't like, it never lines up with, like, there's no neat sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll spend, because it's all in US dollars. You can't, you can't I'll buy spend, a cosmetic thing with it or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a case of, I'll spend 10 US dollars and that's going to get me X number of packs. Mm. Like, there's none of that. And that's frustrating. And they also have the the wild card system. So wild cards are cards of certain rarity that can be exchanged for any card of the same rarity, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. So you've got your commons, uncommons, rares, and mythics, right? Because of how standard decks are built, I have quite a few mythic wild cards. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of common and uncommon wild cards and no rares. Because yeah. Rares is the bottleneck. That's where most of your deck comes from. Uh, and you can't use the Mythic ones to get Rare cards. Which really grinds my gears. Because <laughs> now I've got these five Mythic ones that I'm probably not going to use. Thing thing is, though, it's like... It, it maybe sounds trivial and people like, well, this is all stuff they can fix, but the, the problem is that in a lot of ways the damage is already done. Well, there, it, there are so many games, <laughs> but there, there's yeah, so no, many no, games true, competing right. for your attention that you'll be like, "Oh, I can't be bothered waiting for this. I'm just going to go and play yeah. Fallout, whatever." And look, don't get me wrong, right? You know, um, overall, it's great. Mm-hmm. It is a massive improvement on Magic Online, and they have said, "Oh, this isn't going to replace Magic Online." As someone who hasn't invested an awful lot of time and money in a digital collection on that platform. I kind of hope it does because I much prefer this one. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, these are things that they can improve on it, and kind of things like, why are you doing that? Like, mm. did you not think th- think of that? Are you? And with the thing, you know, buying the gems and using the gems to buy the booster packs. Surely that's d- they've done that on purpose for some reason to just get you into spending more money. I I think that um, you might be surprised at. Uh, the amount of incompetence. <laughs> the, seriously, yeah, like, yeah. like I, I, I don't just mean that like in in big corporations. I mean like in 
high-level government, all that sort of thing. This is one of one of the truths that you learn as you grow older, right? No one actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, we're all just winging it. Yeah, uh, and I suppose that's probably true of the, the some of the folks in <laughs> the Wizards of the Coast. So I, I I dare say that there are some genuine errors and people. Are like, oh, why have they done that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, by all means, guys, uh, check out Magic the Gathering Arena on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, download it for yourself. It's an open beta now. You don't need an invite. You can uh, get on that whenever you want. And, uh, yeah, I'd recommend, obviously, watching the Professor's little video on it. And uh, Jeff Hoagland's content is great as well. So, uh, And I'll, um, I will uh, write that article about the blue-black deck that I've been having a lot of fun of, which, incidentally, it was Jeff Hoagland's deck. So. There we go. <laughs> so you get a very... Imi- very- Imi- deep pool of resources there yeah I mean and that's uh, the great thing with magic is because of how long it's been going for and how popular it is you know in terms of resources for learning for getting ideas for new decks um, there's so much out there like and you know uh, the professor does a sort of little shameless self plug uh, in his video when he's talking about the tutorial because he just says or you can watch some of my videos on how to play Magic the Gathering. So yeah, there we are. There you go. So, um, well, I've not I've not been doing much gaming this week, but what I have started doing mm-hmm. is I've been building some Space Wolves. <gasps> you are you're you're going sci-fi. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, for for anyone that, that doesn't know, I I'm quite heavily invested in Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Um, I love fantasy settings. Forty k never really grabbed me. Yeah. Um, but Kill Team has really taken off in a big way. Yes, a lot of our friends are getting into it around here. So I thought, I I'll I'll have a dabble. Mm-hmm. So I've got uh, a little squad of. Space wolves, space wolf Primaris Reavers, which are they're, they're like shock troops, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got these really cool like skull masks, like half masks on, and they they throw mm-hmm. like flashbang grenades about, and they've got grapple hooks and all that. So it's all yeah. I think the grappling hooks are the thing yeah, that I yeah. like the most. So it's like... all shock and awe, mm-hmm. and it means in kill team that they they don't count uh, vertical, which is distance. actually quite a big deal. Yeah. Like um, that, because the whole idea of kill team is use a lot of terrain, right? Yeah. Make it interesting. So it makes these these guys are pretty fast. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. Um, but what what I've also done to to bulk my my roster out a bit is I I split the tooth and claw box set with with Tom. Yeah, so you've you've got the space wolves half yeah. of that, obviously. Yeah, Tom's got the gene stealers. So what you, what did you get out of that then? So exactly, I got a space wolf battle leader. Mm-hmm. So he's like the big grizzled veteran yep. leader of the the space wolves. He's got a big wolf pelt draped mm-hmm. over his back and a massive axe. Looks like some badass space Viking, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's a really cool model, really dynamic mm. pose. That he's just like leading the charge yeah. in a battle, which is very space wolves. I also got a Redemptor Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It's like a big old neck. Yep. 
Um, you get a couple weapon options. Like I'm, I'm, prob- I'm probably not going to use that very much because it's probably kill team. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be frowned upon if you just dropped a dreadnought into so. kill team. Yeah, possibly. Um, saying that, I mean they might they might add some other stuff in, like you know yeah. may- maybe a monster here or there, because the because one of the things they've added to kill team is uh, rules for characters. Yeah, yeah. So it means I can use my my battle leader, now, which is which, pretty cool. Which is yeah. cool. Um, I also got three aggressors, mm-hmm. which are kind of kind of like terminators. Yeah, big bulky armor. Yeah. basically. Um, and the 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 main thing that's helping me really bulk that roster is I got five uh, intercessors. Yeah, which are the the sort of generic battle line guys of yeah. the the Primaris Space Marines. Um, so they've got different uh, bolt rifles. Um, nice. So, so they're 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 not as fast as the the reavers. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not as combat orientated, but it gives me a, a a little bit of. You need some guys to hold objectives at yeah. the end of the day. A little bit of stopping team. power. Yeah. So, um, I've got I've got a good mix now. It's going to let me field a couple of different specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know? See, considering the the Primaris Space Marines are they're like. One of the flagship miniature ranges yeah. for Games Workshop now. I was surprised at the amount of mold lines on them. Oh, I mean it's not horrendous yeah. by any stretch, but like compared to some of the the Night Vault miniatures. How? Yeah. It, the question though is how old are those miniatures now? Oh, they. Yeah, they're, they're like they're I don't know how old the designs are. Just because, over a year old. Well, that's very recent then. Really? Because the, the, the Primaris stuff came out with the new edition of 40k. Right, right. Which was last... Last summer. Yeah. Summer 2017. So. Yeah. All right. So I was a bit surprised at that. It took You'll be getting quite... your little file out then. Well, I, I just used a knife. All oh, right. It does Hard the job. Hardcore it. Yeah, that's it. Um, but I, I kind of expected to just sort of clip them off, pop them together. Yeah, and jobs are good. And I know I, it's a multi-part kit, right? So there's a little bit more involved in it. Mm. But um, it took me quite a bit of time. Yeah. To to get rid of them. That's, that's a bit. It's annoying, but you know, not a yeah. deal breaker. That that being said, there wasn't a whole lot of mold lines on the battle leader figure. Yeah. So it could be. I mean, like a, a year's a long time in terms of development. So it could be that they've maybe improved the process. Yeah, yeah. Somewhat. And ultimately, it's it's probably more of a testament to how spoiled we are getting with some of the new miniatures that they're putting out, rather than because you know mold lines five years ago. Yeah, that's just a reality of the hobby. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe maybe we're just getting a bit. Yeah, but it it was interesting to build something a little bit different, mm. but um. It, it really hit home to me how similar proportions wise they are to the Stormcast range. Mm. They're, Funny they're, that, eh? <laughs> they're, they're just two sides of the one coin. Yeah. The, the, the Stormcast are the fantasy version, the the Space Marines are the sci-fi version. Yeah. Because it, it's clever marketing, right? Because you, you've got a range mm-hmm. that is a lot easier to build and paint. Mm-hmm. Because they're quite, as far as detail goes, I mean, you could paint stuff on them, you could do fancy effects and things, but the two yeah, of them... Yeah, they're pretty basic, though. Yeah, so, it, I mean, like, can you imagine trying to get a newbie to paint a Fire Slayer model? 
No. <laughs> but it's because and they're packed with detail, which is yeah. nice if you you're a bit more advanced. But mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to getting them painted up and then uh, having some... having my first couple of kill team games. Yeah, get some kill team in. I keep threatening on doing a uh, plague marine uh, gang for that, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see if I get the time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I think that is all we've got time for on yep. this episode. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, keep in touch, and until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. We are Unlucky Frog Gaming, and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more.